1: How's it going? Well, I'm back in my usual location, which is in my apartment in Toronto overlooking the Gardner Express and hearing the sirens. I am no longer like in a undisclosed location with wood floors and creaky doors. <laughs> that was <laughs> Oh my gosh, that was a hell of a time. You
0: are dedicated to the cause and that's what oh we love my about you.
1: Yeah, I cannot even I can't even. I'm like, that's the last time that I record from some hostel in Gastown. But anyways, <laughs>
0: <laughs> jeez well do know what fair play to you for giving it a goal. we did i was very proud very proud of you
1: we did and funny enough i've been looking forward to this podcast all week because uh when we recorded last time i poked the bear unknowingly where you were like mm. oh wait for next week so yeah if you want to and i do believe it was my people pleasing comment which spi- mm. oh yeah sarah's smiling so um <laughs> go back and listen to the last episode if you're a little bit uh if you want to have the running for this week, but I think it's going to be a spicy one. <laughs> I think it's
0: certainly going to bring to some discussion, shall we say?
1: Oh, discussion. Is that what we call the boxing gloves coming out? <laughs> <laughs> ah, discussion indeed. Oh. <laughs> right on. I'm ready. I'm ready. I have got my sharp wit with me.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. good. Yeah. I'm glad you're bringing it, love. I'm glad you're bringing it. <laughs>
1: totally, totally. How's your week been?
0: Yeah, it's not been bad, actually. We had some, oh, I know that a band talking about the weather a little while ago, but honestly, the weather at the weekend was absolutely <laughs> amazing. <laughs> so I'm, I'm oh briefly lifting the band slightly. Yep, um, yep. But I also did a bit of a, we did a bit of a mark, um, garden makeover at the weekend. So we have erected a pergola in the back garden, oh. which has got a sliding uh, roof that you can open and close.
1: Oh, wait a minute. What's a pergola again?
0: So, it's where you have like the kind of four, you've got the four legs and then a bit of a kind of slatted roof. And this has got a fabric thing that you can slide over. Oh. So, when it's too sunny, you just slide it over. Oh, it's amazing. Lovely. Amazing. Oh, my gosh. So yeah, so we did that. And then um, I went out and spent a shit ton of money on some uh, plants and redid oh. all of my lovely pots in the garden. <gasps>
1: oh, so, gorgeous. I am now out there
0: every day watering them because I've got to keep them alive. (laughs) Too expensive to let them die.
1: (laughs) Absolutely, you've got it. Oh, this is wonderful. So yeah,
0: it was like proper, proper garden makeover, and we had a barbecue at the weekend. Oh my gosh, had some friends around, made some lovely scrummy food. So yeah, delightful.
1: Ah, wonderful.
0: I'm I'm excited. This this. outdoor
1: living, indeed, indeed, it is summer. Congratulations, and it's the first summer in your new home, and you're making it home. We are indeed. We are. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love hearing So how about this. you? What have you been up to? Oh my gracious. Well, came back from Vancouver, worked my ass off last week. I don't know what is going on. I'm working too much. Anyways, um, all is good though. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it, it's, um, and also, um, I'm selling a lot of things these days. I am mm-hmm. ridding things from my life. So I'm kind of like letting go of all these things. And so I've, I, I usually every day or two have like dates set up with people who are buying stuff from me. So this Mm. is quite, I have this like revolving door of like things on my phone. Are you going to accept this offer? Well, let's meet up at this time. And then I'm trying to kind of keep my coaching and my work on board. So it's just very busy Mm. and I'm doing a lot of, yeah, lots of things in flux this summer. Mm -hmm. Yes. But it is Toronto and it is summer and my God, there's no better time to be in summer than in Toronto because the contrast with the horrible winter just makes everybody so gracious.
0: Oh, you're just so much happier, aren't you? Give me a bit of sunshine and I've definitely got a smile on my face.
1: Right? And if you live in a place that's like 10 months of the year horrible, then those two Mm. months are magnificent. It's like (laughs) a massive street party for two months. You've got to make the most of it, girl. Oh, gracious. And I just want to shout out to the ladies I spent time with yesterday. It was awesome. We had a wonderful time. Warm lady times this weekend. Oh, Cannot nice. even say. Lady times. I saw some a wonderful family that I met for the first time. I've just like, it's just surrounded by like love and beautiful people.
0: Mm, I know. You fill any cup
1: up. My God. It's overflowing. Well, it sounds like you needed it if you've been working uh, too hard. I agree. You've got to have some counterbalance. I know. Some little Prosecco in the cup. Absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm so okay my dear relationship desk of love what is shaking
0: (laughs) okay so we're going short and sweet this week oh and um i have a little quote i would like to share with you ah let's go you ready oh yes okay someone who truly loves you will never find a reason to leave they'll look for reasons to stay
1: oh this is so on point Mm. This is so on point because, oh my gosh, I'm so inspired by this, because I uh, recently, somebody who comes highly um, acclaimed in my life, sent me this um, sort of relationship kind of relationship advice by from neuroscientists who like the, the brain right. chemistry of a relationship. And, and what they're saying mm-hmm. is like, and I believe this to be true, always keep your rose colored glasses on with your partner and always be looking for the good. Mm. and over yeah seeing the stuff you want to see and just soft pedaling on the things that you don't because your partner's always going to annoy you and guess what you're always going to annoy them facts mm. so yeah. you got two choices you either dwell on the crappy things that annoy you and for yeah. and again remember those are the things that generally attracted you to them in the first place just remember um or you can kind of overlook them so long as they're not yeah. deal breakers i love it I think it's
0: such a key thing, right? So we talk all the time about always being in choice. And uh, mm-hmm. I was faced with this decision recently where I was thinking, right, okay, I've got two paths to go here. I can either be super pissed and uh, just be really moody and just be a pain in the ass, or I can kind of forgive and um, move on from it and mm-hmm. just enjoy the time that we've got together. Hmm. And so you've got that choice mm-hmm. always. So I pick, I pick the, the other side. So yeah. I pick the more positive yeah. And, um, you know, it's really a moment of growth when you can say I've,
1: <laughs> I've picked the non-moody side. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. It is a moment of growth. I know the non-moody side, not a common choice, but when I do make it, I'm like, look at me. <laughs> look at me go. I know. How, I've how grown up am I? Adulting am <laughs> I. I've got this down pat now. <laughs> I totally did it once. Makes me awesome.
0: Gold star. Exactly. Yep. yeah too right wonderful <laughs> so love it. So yeah you should be we should be we've talked before about looking for the positives in the relationship we've talked about um looking for the good it's about not thinking about somebody having a negative intention because generally they don't they've got a mm. positive intention it's just maybe we're receiving something in a slightly different way so mm. there's always a different way to look at it it's always a different way to approach it
1: mm. oh lovely we
0: are still in oh
1: mm, gosh ain't that the truth Nice. <laughs> nice. Thank you for that.
0: All Wonderful. right. So short and sweet, but yes. guests is kicked off, ready for this
1: week's podcast. Kicked in the butt. Love it. I'm ready. Yep.
0: Indeed. Yeah. Would you uh would you like our hot topic?
1: Yes, please. Okay. Today's hot topic.
0: Managing your relationship.
1: Like is in type A, like uh, like micromanaging <laughs> your relationship. <laughs> um, Are you going to be a a people leader or a micromanager of your relationship? This is a great question.
0: It's such an interesting topic, isn't it? Because on one hand, you know, you can have the completely, you know, manip- complete manipulation about kind of you know managing every as you say, kind of micromanaging every single thing that happens on the other end of the extreme you've got that kind of slight kind of nudge I like to think of it as where mm. you know you're, you're just kind of trying to gently maneuver things to be kind of the way that you want them to be mm. and I guess why I'm so interested in this subject is are we all managing our relationships and to a certain degree like you know who isn't managing the relationship <sighs> a little bit like, I mean, what do you think? And the reason I was so interested after last week's podcast was about the whole kind of what, what, I can't remember the phrase that you used, but you said a people pleaser is a, what People did you manipulator. Say people manipulator. Mm-hmm. That was it. So that kind of got me thinking, mm-hmm. all right, okay, I'll be interested to see what Anna's thoughts are on this topic.
1: Well, and apparently that concept comes from a book I'm yet to read, but I will, Codependent No More. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And it's, it's really wonderful for me to, yeah, I love this. I love this. Um. Are we all managing our yes? But what I see this as is, I think a lot of us are by managing our relationship. When I hear that, I'm like, making my partner change without them thinking I'm trying to change them. So there is a lot of you know when we meet somebody, they tell us who they are, and they're not Mm. likely to change. I think inherently, I think some of the really annoying things about me and about the person I'm with are will always be there. Um, Mm. We should never go into a relationship that we almost all do. Thinking, ah, oh, you know what that annoying thing? Yeah, I'm gonna make them change that, and sort of trying to custom make our partner and replace mm. the parts like we would a car. Again, you can't do that. So I think that's sort of the underlying thing as I as I've thought about managing my relationship. It's it's the I'm gonna find a good enough, and I'm gonna try to make them like custom make them into the way that I want them or that I think I want them. Yeah, no. As I'm looking back on this, I think it's all nefarious intent <laughs> and I do it but I think somewhere in there is an, a kernel of gold about managing the relationship and I have some inkling that it has something to do with me taking personal responsibility for how I show up to the relationship because mm. that's the only part I can control yeah what do you think I,
0: well I, I'm just kind of this is just popped into my mind as you were um, chatting there but I wonder if one maybe not always kind of trying to manage the relationship as such but I guess an alternative view would be to say, "Am I, am I challenging my partner, and is my partner challenging me to be a better person?"
1: Ah, yes, and also maybe from and maybe the flip side. Gosh, there's a whole bunch on the table. And by managing the relationship, am I managing the impression of me in the relationship? Like, am I pretending to be something that I'm not—the people pleaser, people manipulator? Mm. Does my partner even know who I actually am, or have I given them a false sense of myself to be? But yes. Okay. So there's so many swirling thoughts. Okay. Yeah. Lead us off on.
0: No, I think, but you're right though. That is one aspect of it, isn't it? So if I'm kind of presenting a certain version of myself and that's not really who I am, then am I being truly authentic in the relationship or am I being a certain way? Because I think that that's what my partner would like and, or that's what my partner's fallen in love with. So I can't kind Mm. of, you know, um, release the mask as such. Well, oh, and it I eventually think it's will that drop. kind of way, yeah. you know, the, the direction that you're going in. Yep.
1: yep. Yeah. Not sustainable. Like you mentioned last week, right? Like you can't well, yeah, yeah, be careful exactly. how you step off the relationship because you're setting a precedent. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, what would be a healthy way of thinking about managing the relationship? It's a wonderful, provoking, open ended.
0: I, th- I think the problem is because it sounds quite. I mean, anything that involves any form of manipulation or kind of trying to bend or create or shape something yeah. because it, that's the way you want it kind of doesn't feel like it's a positive step, does it? Yeah. And that's why when I kind of think about, well, w- what's the flip side of that is maybe that kind of like, am I challenging you to be a better person in this relationship? Am I kind of you know, um, maybe kind of like saying, look, these are some of the things that are important to me. Like, what do you think? Like, is that Mm -hmm. something that's important to you? And then kind of how do we maybe challenge each other to be that kind of better version of the people Hmm. that we want to be? So I think often the manipulation side of it comes because we're not being truly honest about Hmm. what we're thinking or feeling or kind of how we're, you know, what, Position we're trying to take, but mm-hmm. I think if you come from it at a place where it isn't pure honesty, um mm. still being kind of kind towards each other. But if you come from a place of pure honesty about actually what you want to see rather than kind of what you mm. don't want to see, then that's less manipulative, is it? But you're still mm. you're still setting your stall out by saying, actually this is the type of relationship that I want. Mm. Okay.
1: And putting you on the spot here, what within the relationship reset would really be a helpful exercise to work through this, to start to get some of the fodder for the kind of the terms, laying the groundwork for the relationship you want to build? I think there's some
0: interesting things, you know, depending on often when people kind of take a relationship reset, because they've been in a relationship for a while, things have kind of gone a bit stale. They're not really they've almost kind of like fallen out of love with each other but they're still in love with each other like mm. you know it's that whole thing kind of like I love you but I don't love you mm. um mm. and we need to kind of re-reignite some of that spark and I think the first part of it is really that um that reimagination of what I want my relationship to be mm. um you know what because things do change over time like if you have kids or or maybe you've gone through other kind of life-changing events, then you change a person alongside mm. that, and therefore your marriage has got a kind of, or your relationship has got a kind of shift and bend and, and mm. reshape as well. So, you, you know, sometimes it's really, really useful just to focus on what is it that, you know, what is my love story? What do I want my love story to be? Um, and maybe doing, like, so I've got an exercise within the program where you look back at your you reminisce about your own love story. So mm. what was it that I kind of fell in love with and ah. start to kind of, you know, do that whole creative piece around this is the person that I fell in love with and this is the huh. reason why. And then you project forward and say, right, okay, what is it? What is it that I want from a relationship now? Because I think things do change, you know. Um, we had a conversation at the weekend about how I would put together this pergola it's a bit of a bloody nightmare i have to say
1: <laughs> we managed
0: to break sky in the process uh with the satellite dish and you know i like said to my other half i said a lot of people would have had a real like bitch whinge and moan and fall fallen out over this there would have been some kind of blame hurled at huh. each other like well this was your idea to do this or <laughs> but we didn't we just kind of laughed about it and went oh yeah i'm kind of broken in the sky now Oh my god. That's a problem for like next week to fix. Right, so right. let's not stress about it. Huh. And it's you know as you kind of progress and change in your relationship you realize that actually the things that maybe would have upset you previously just don't anymore they just don't matter they're just kind of small fry it's not mm. not a big thing so it's a really important I think to do a bit of a check-in every so often about what is it that I want from a relationship and how how do I then convey that to my partner because if they don't know that actually some of my thoughts and views about kind of what the future looks like or how I time together or what's important to me Mm. has changed then how are they supposed to know and and vice versa things might have changed for them and Mm. and you don't know about it so you're merrily swimming along thinking everything's great and suddenly you find out actually we're not in the best place that i thought we were
1: oh that's so fascinating okay that reset is really helpful but it's so funny how you mentioned that you know these sorts of things would have taken us down if we didn't have the fortitude of a couple that we are yeah. Which again speaks to the positive bias, calling out something that is positive as opposed to always yeah. remarking on the negative.
0: And it's really, really important to do that, you know, to just kind of sit there and say, actually, I recognize that we were quite good in that moment, Yeah, you know, because yeah. you have talked before about identifying strengths in your relationship. And that's kind of one of them, isn't it? Is saying in that moment, it could have gone horribly wrong and it didn't because mm-hmm. we did this. And that's pretty awesome.
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah, totally. This is just making me think about, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of us have heard just in time feedback in our workplace, like don't Mm. give feedback two weeks later, you know, remember that thing that you did a month ago, like it just doesn't hold any weight in the workplace. And neither does it hold weight um, with your spouse, or your partner and just, you know, like, Oh, hey, that thing. That was really awesome right there. Mm. I really recognize that you I can see that you were trying and thank you so much or Oh, well, yeah, that doesn't work for me at all. That really, Mm. really irritates me. It would be awesome if you could try to not do that but you know whatever but just the just in time but uh but
0: i do think though if you um if you are struggling to kind of say something in the moment um i do think it's better to say it later than not say it at all
1: oh okay if we could split the difference because i am a person who just holds on to things then i'm like remember two months ago anyways so i don't want to be that don't be that person
0: no, but if you've got something positive to say and you don't say it for two weeks, but you still say it, that's got to oh still be helpful.
1: Okay, so positive things, yes. Negative things, no. I think there's never a statute. There is no such thing as a statute of limitations of the positive. Like, remember, five years ago, I still am bowled away by how you showed up to that family emergency. Like, you were just so strong. I'll never forget, like, just how comfortable and safe I felt in your arms emotionally when you were really taking care after my mother's funeral. Like, yes, that's evergreen. But remember that thing five years ago where you were a real dick and you made me cry.
0: (laughs) I think five years will get you right. But like if we're, if we're sometimes I think people need some, some space and some time to process things, especially if it's something that you weren't either expecting or you've been upset by then sometimes it can be difficult to speak up in the moment. So, um, to, then kind of like say, you know, a week or two weeks later, like, look, yeah. do you know what, when this happened, once you've kind of settled with it and you've settled yourself yeah. with it to then say, this is how it made me feel when you did that. Like, I I do think it's important that we share those things, but yeah. I get what you're saying yeah. five years down the road, probably not best to wheel out a long toilet roll list of uh, faults <laughs> that you've been stacking up forever.
1: And, and that's the thing, like, and you'll, you'll, you'll know the difference. The difference is a large pile of un- redeemable things versus the mm. one item. And and it is true especially like I have certain clients they have a very long processing time. And if you ask them to if their spouse asks them for feedback right away Mm. game over, watch out, because yeah. it's going to be a nuclear explosion all over the walls of horrible stuff, right? Because it's unprocessed feelings that are super horrible and mean, mm. but that person doesn't want to react like that. So like, don't jump down their throat and be like, yeah, what yeah. are you feeling right now? What are you feeling right now? Look, please give them the space. You're right. It take up to 48 mm. hours, maybe you know f- a few days, but they'll eventually process and they'll eventually calm down. And then they'll eventually have constructive words to share. You're right. Don't mm. rush your partner, but you'll get a sense of their cadence. Like, and I, there's like sort of these deep internalizers. And if your partner is one of them, like, you know, but, but you could probably, you can usually set a clock cause they have a, they have a predictable processing time, usually within three or four days, they've kind of come out the other side of it. Um, so it's a matter of holding space and being patient yourself. I'm a mm. huge, imp, I'm impulsive. I have uh, impulse control problems as a lot of us do. <laughs> and I want to get to the root of things and solve things right away. So that's a real challenge for me to like stand down and yeah, so maybe your partner's silent, maybe your partner's kind of brooding, or maybe they're kind of mm. quiet and thinking, like, I can't be jumping on the throat to be like, what are you thinking? Why are you mad? Like, what yeah. what's wrong? Yeah. You know, I yeah, yeah. just let them be, let them be for a few days, and they'll sort their thoughts out. And yeah, yeah, I'm telling yeah. you this, I'm telling myself this, just saying. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. We all need some space and time. So at some points.
1: Yeah. And sometimes not everything is about you. <laughs> <laughs> I have to remember that. <laughs> Sometimes not everything is about me. Yeah, me doing things well or me doing things horribly.
0: That, that's a hard um, pill to swallow
1: though. Yeah, I can't believe <laughs> things are not always about me at all times, right? What do you mean I'm not the center of your universe? What do you universe? mean? Every single reaction that crosses your heart and soul are not exactly in relation to my behavior? What? Like, what? Uh-huh. Yeah. How is that even a possibility? Yeah, I thought you were talking about me like or thinking about me at all times of the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> interpretations Uh, assumptions yeah yeah, absolutely so managing your relationship any final words on this gem here what would be my final words i think it is uh, i
0: think it's focus on the honesty focus on the kind of where you want to get to focus on the kind of positive aspects of your relationship and um be open enough to kind of share it and have a conversation around it yeah I think is because that the stuff that you do kind of behind your partner's back like I don't know that that's ever gonna come to any sort of good really I think Mm. I also think people know when they're being manipulated Mm -hmm. like oh yeah you you just know it you can spot a mile off so secretly you're kind of breaking the trust in your relationship without even realizing it because you think that your partner doesn't know but they really do so it's you know you may as well just be open and honest about it totally
1: ah ah i feel like i've been caught with my pants down i'm like ah, you saw me (laughs) you're right (laughs) it's so it's totally true it's totally true
0: Uh, and the sick
1: thing is like sometimes your partner knows and they won't tell you that they know but they'll enact it out in other ways it'll all kind of leak out yeah Yeah. yes okay yeah don't be that person best policy yeah it is it is it totally is. In fact, in a coaching session just a couple of days ago, that's exactly what came out is, you know, you may be tempted to tell your partner what they think that they want to hear, but they know what the truth mm-hmm. is. And they'll go out of their mind stir crazy until you actually tell them the thing that they actually feel that they know, yeah. but you're not, you're refusing to, to tell them. And mm-hmm. by not telling them you're invalidating their sense of reality, it, it's pretty Mm. harmful to sort of not be truthful because a lot of the time the truth hurts yeah but you know what if they already can sense it and they already know then you know just at least let their truth or you know what they're hearing align with what they know feeling and intuition wise yeah
0: yeah you're not doing yourself any favors in the long run for sure Mm
1: -hmm. yeah Matt you got it real facts Mm. real truths
0: yeah (laughs) so are you ready for a question
1: Yeah, let's go there.
0: This next question. My husband received a big health scare. Ever since, he's been so different. He's mean, nasty, spiteful, and we're constantly bickering, and there's no intimacy left. I feel lost.
1: Oh. This is uh, kind of in my lane, there, Sarah. I'm liking this. I know, I know. Huh. So what would the doctor in the house say? Oh, okay. Well, you know what? I, I'm I'm just going to say like I have my thoughts, but I want to actually turn it to you. Like, what do you, when you hear this? Like, as a coach, mm. what are you hearing? I'm hearing two
0: people that are completely stuck. In their kind of own space, in that own terrifiedness of kind of what's gonna happen next, so mm. I'm hearing a um a husband that's had a bit of a reality check that's gone, "Oh my God, like I'm not gonna live forever. I'm hearing somebody that's really scared by that um and just doesn't know how to communicate that or share exactly kind of what's going on, and then I've got on the opposite side somebody who's like suddenly feels like their kind of world's been taken away from them and and does not know how to get it back so Mm. uh, there's two people just locked in their own sense of of reality which isn't the same Mm -hmm. and um yeah they're finding it incredibly incredibly difficult to communicate connect um and share what's what's happening on the inside Mm. i i I can only imagine that there's so much kind of panic and fear that's happening on the inside that's Mm. just Overwhelming and completely flooding both of them for very different reasons. Mm, mm -hmm. But also the same reason. Like, I often think you get this with couples where it's the same thing that you're terrified about. It's just manifesting itself. It's coming out in a different way. You're maybe feeling different. You've got different thoughts and emotions to each other. But actually, underneath the root cause of it all is the same thing. And I think that's what's happening here.
1: Oh. We also tend to manifest the very thing we're terrified about. So what's actually mm. essentially happening here is there's a health scare that might be a diagnosis that might be terminal mm. that would tear this partnership apart Yeah. with death. Mm. And this very behavior that's going on is tearing the couple apart. Yeah. And it's shocking how we do that. We get on opposite sides and we actually start fighting in the same ring as opposed to trying to get on the same side of the ring against sort of like a common united force against the issue. Yeah. Yeah. How do you think the person, because again, it's always two to tango, how do you think the person who is asking the question, how do you think they're showing up to this? What do you think their behaviors are looking like?
0: Oh, I would guess there's some kind of avoidance going on here. There's a bit of kind of like... You know, if I just keep my keep my head down and try and just kind of, you know, stay small, um, don't react, don't respond. There's a lot of kind of there'll be some kind of consideration going on there, but also not any sort of kind of, I guess, kind of speaking up for themselves. So there's there's clearly unhappiness there, um, at the way that the relationship has gone, but there's no boundaries that are being enforced at all. So instead, I would imagine that this person is just kind of like keeping a very, very low, low profile. Um, let's not kind of upset things too much. Let's, you know, it's very much that kind of. Um, so we talk in, in different levels of so our coaching at the energy levels. It's very much kind of level three. There's a lot of. Um, I guess, consideration going on for the other person. Well, you know, and excusing behaviors because of what's gone on. Um, and as a result, but neither one of them are happy right now.
1: Oh, it's interesting your take is that.
0: No? Do you yeah. not agree?
1: Well, I see actually, I'm just going to say partner or wife. I kind of see a partner or wife who's really proactive and wants to sort of know everything, talk about everything, sort everything out. I actually kind of get this irritating mosquito vibe.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, that no, the, the no, person no. asking the
1: question is like, I'm trying to reach out and be proactive and ask about 5 billion times a day, how's my husband do is doing and what are we going to do about the future and just like jumping down the throat. And because I, I get fear in in the husband's behavior, but I also get like a leave me the F alone a little bit as mm. well. Yeah. And, and then there's this bitter cycle where, you know, the, the, the partner asking the question, is it getting increasingly, um, uh, f- um, fearful or doesn't know what to do? And it's just mm. their, their behavior is ramping up and is further pushing their husband's behavior or, uh, pushing their husband away.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, it mm. could, could, could be one or the other. It could be like yeah, total yeah, tolerance absolutely. level yeah, three. Yeah. yeah.
0: But it, just goes to show you so we we are two people we've both viewed that question we've interpreted mm. it in different ways we've taken different things from it i mean we don't know it either you know we've got we've got what we've got in the question so we haven't got kind of a full history um so we don't know either way but yeah. it's interesting how the take is is so different from kind of yeah. both of us
1: but but it's manifesting in the same way which is we're seeing somebody who's angry yeah. and i think at the end of the day when when our partner gets angry we tend to personalize it. We all we mm. see is their anger and we yeah. interpret that they're angry. We do not see the fear behind this. And just, Ian, you mentioned this early. There and is that's so the thing, much fear.
0: Right? So fear sits behind anger as an emotion. Yeah. We um often lash out or um, you know, hurt the people that we love the most because mm-hmm. we're absolutely terrified on the inside. So that, yeah. and that's what we see. We see some of those kind of more aggressive behaviors, more confrontational. Um as the person said you know nastiness that comes out we're mm-hmm. all capable inside of being incredibly horrible human beings like yeah. we've all got that within us we've all been through moments where we are not that proud of ourselves afterwards because we've done or said something that was damn right mean and not mm-hmm. very nice because mm-hmm. we've all got that capacity but very often the thing that's driving it the most is is fear and being terrified mm-hmm. of something
1: oh you've got it so if somebody. So if this husband were like terrified and could use their mm-hmm. words, they would be yeah. saying, "I'm terrified." Yes. This when in whatever part of their health scare they are mm. in, if they could, but they can't. But let's just say if they could, they'd be like, "I'm terrified. I don't know if I'm going to survive to see my yeah. child's graduation." Yeah, and this is what specifically I need from you. Like, I need you to show up in these ways because mm-hmm. I'm terrified. I can't put one foot in front of the other. Could you do X, Y, and Z? Yeah, and of course, the person asking the question would not be. Asking that question because they would have a job to do It would be like a golden, like it would be like a German shepherd with a, with a job, a a border collie with a job. Mm. But instead they're feeling helpless because they can't crack through the anger. They, they can't, they don't know how to interpret it. They're taking it personally. And this, the husband has built a fortress, like a wall, Mm. right? Yeah. So. We can only change ourselves. We can't change the other person. We can encourage the other person to welcome or make a safe place for sort of a behavior change, but it has to start with us. So, how does the person asking? How do we? How would you turn maybe the question or the curiosity back on the person who asked the question to help them support their husband? In a way that supports th- the relationship.
0: Yeah, so I think these are the times when um, you know, going back to the example about putting up the pergola, and we could have had a major barney about it, or we can just kind of laugh about it and go, yeah, maybe we kind of shouldn't have done what we've just done. Skydiving, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but I think in this situation, you know, the calls for an even greater amount of kindness and compassion. Mm so if we can switch off that kind of um more kind of victim side of it where like I feel like I'm being Mm badly done to I feel like my partner's mistreating me because they are being nasty and mean and Mm. and that's all well and good you know we're we're entitled to those we're entitled to feel hurt by that Mm -hmm. because it is it's painful but if we're then kind of go down a a, you know a level of you know emotionally and say well okay why why is it that my partner's Mm -hmm. doing that so we get a bit curious about that Mm -hmm. and then we can then kind of come back with kindness and compassion and understanding Mm -hmm. and you know bring in the behavior that we want to see absolutely quite frankly because that's what we'd like to see in that situation i'd like a bit of care and understanding and and compassion about kind of what's going on i want you to be kind towards me i want you to think of me in a you know a kind-hearted way so Absolutely. if i can then bring that and i keep bringing it and i keep bringing it until my partner feels safe enough to maybe share what's going on
1: oh wow yeah that takes a lot of emotional reserve though right yeah it
0: does yeah
1: 100%. And a lot of stability yeah. like a stable yeah. attachment yeah. yeah
0: i think it does take a stable attachment step but i also think it takes um well, it takes a bit of courage, but mm. it also takes a bit of, um, I guess, emotional, you know, having that emotional intelligence to be able to kind of regulate yourself at a moment, totally. or not, because totally. you'll be, there'll be bits where you'll go, oh my god this is just this just isn't on Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. um and that requires that self-regulation at that point to say no okay this is what's happening I've got to check in with myself I've got to also work out how do I keep my own energy levels up so Mm. how do I like weather this how do I carry on and it might be that I need to take some time out I need to Mm. an afternoon off with the girls like you said you had at the weekend you know, just a bit of lightness, a bit of kind of light relief. And then I come back mm. to it and I've got more energy. I'm kind of ready for that. Yeah, totally.
1: Oh, gosh, yes. I, I think it's also, you know, even if somebody is really scared, if they're kind of acting super shitty, like in a super shitty way and they're crossing a few bounds, I mean, it's it's never a bad thing to just say, hey, I, I know there's a lot going on for you, but remember, I, I'm, i you know, I'm your partner, I'm trying to help. Yeah. And, um, you know, maybe just kind of, you know, um just reminding your 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 partner that was actually really hurtful what you said i know you didn't mean absolutely. it absolutely yeah and, and yeah, it just kind yes. of checks them like oh yeah okay okay I, i'm sorry yeah. i don't mean to be hurtful i'm just having yeah. a bad time
0: but that's about having still having those boundaries yeah while still delivering kind of care and compassion i yeah. can still have yeah. some boundaries in that yeah so i can say you know look yeah. i i do understand that you're going through a tough time and what happened to you must have been such a big shock but mm-hmm. you know I also don't deserve to be spoken to in that way yeah, and I'd yeah. much prefer if, you know, if you didn't and, you know, maybe think about how yeah. you might need to take some time out and so there is a way and I'm, and it's not to say that if you're being kind and compassionate, you should tolerate poor behavior because I don't think you should.
1: Correct. A- absolutely. And it can and it can always veer into bad behavior, <laughs> you know, when people yeah. are, fr- you know, yeah, absolutely. yeah. So you yeah. can give your, your partner a little bit of grace there and that's yeah. totally on. Yes. Yeah. Oh gosh. It's hard stuff. Mm. I So, so yeah, I mean, and, and you asked at the top of the question, like, well, you know, and, and I see this a lot and I see that, um, and it may be around like terminal cancer scares or it can be something mm. actually quite mild. But I think the other mm. thing too, is that, um, I think what surprised me is, you know, because surprise, surprise, um, patients can be really shitty to the doctors a lot. Oh, I can imagine. And and the thing is, and I have to remind myself, like, why is this person being so shitty? Mm. Well, they're probably scared. Yeah. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, this isn't a big deal. But just because it's not a big deal to me because I can see the long game or I can see the natural history of this problem mm. doesn't mean that it's not a big deal to them. And so I have to really, like, turn yeah, myself yeah. around and get into their shoes to understand yeah. what is it like? And then, like... Yeah, I mean this is a man in his late 40s who has a 16-month-old at, ho- uh, at home, right? Yeah. They're absolutely terrified. You know, they 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 waited a long time for this family and all of yeah. a sudden now they find out their cholesterol is high. Oh my god. Yeah. Um and in my mind I'm like we're fine here, like literally fine. But yeah. in their minds they're like I'm going to die and I'm going to leave my new partner yeah. and my young baby you know, orphaned. It's a, it's a Mm. terrible thought or, oh my gosh, do I have my will ready? Do I have my finances? Or there's so many things that I would have wanted to do in my life. So anyways, like Mm. I, I can't underestimate how important. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I don't think we can kind of, you know, ignore the fact that ancestrally then kind of that kind of male provider role Mm that's still there that's still in the psyche right even if you're maybe not even the main breadwinner there's still that kind of like actually my responsibility as a as a male it's very often to who i feel like my responsibility is to take care of the family Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so i do think sort of some of the kind of more health scares scares and things that kind of you know hit males can be more difficult for them to deal with yeah and i I do not often think that men just will live forever as well like (laughs) So think like, yeah, I'm yeah. invincible. I'm going to live forever, and yep. but you get to a certain age where actually you start to kind of see real living proof that that isn't the case. You know, you you mm-hmm. do start to see your friend more and more of your friends who are hitting health problems, and um, totally. You know, need, you know, we all need to then start taking better care of ourselves.
1: Oh, I see it all the time. Mm. And, and yeah, with my male patients, like I, they're sort of like wanton disregard of their bodies in their 20s and 30s, the drinking, the smoking, the lack of exercise, the, I don't care. Um, and it's funny too, because they got kind of all rolling at 40 and they're like, well, I want to check up and, and I can, and I, you know, I want some blood work. And what I can tell is that they're not yet down, starting down the road of like some major health improvements because somewhere in their minds, they think that like they're half broken anyways, and all their years <laughs> of hard living have just taken their toll, and their liver's shot and everything. So they're not motivated to be able yeah. to take these big changes. Like if they wanted to train for an Ironman or or do whatever. Mm. Um, so what I realize is super important is that I do all the things, and I do their physical exam, and I do all the blood work, and even though I'm not expecting any surprises the amount of relief that comes back when we mm. they come on back to the, to the clinic and then we review all and I'm like you don't have diabetes your kidney is fine your liver is fine they're like my liver is fine I'm like well <laughs> really grossly fine <laughs> grossly uh. fine but you know and their cholesterol I'm like that's okay and and whatever and your blood pressure mm. is fine and then it's so important for me to point out that the glass is half full there kiddo Whatever you're, you know, you still got more than 50% of your life left. So, yeah. so now it's time to lean in. You got something to live for. You got something to preserve because, mm. you know, the wheels haven't fallen off the bus and they like leave the, the clinic with a, with a, yeah. a bounce in their step, Yeah, but never, yeah, never underestimate. And when they're scared, they're going to be like, they're gonna be, like bitchy, like just little bitchy brats and you know <laughs> yeah and uh, and yeah it's important for me both as a physician but as well as a partner to kind of see mm. past that and compassion like empathy yeah. put yourself in their shoes yeah care compassion a little bit of grace
0: yeah absolutely absolutely anyway i did a um i did a facebook test the other day that says i'm gonna live until <laughs> I'm between 88 and 92, so Ooh. I've got shitloads of time left. Ah, shitloads, no problems. <laughs> Obviously, because Facebook says it's true.
1: <laughs> hey, listen, I think Meta knows a lot more about us than uh, we we care to let on. So uh,
0: maybe, maybe. Oh my gosh, absolutely. <laughs> maybe they've got my medical tests, and I just don't know about it.
1: <laughs> I'll bet you that they have some sort of biometric assessment that is uh, voice activated. I'm sure Probably. it's something. Probably so crazy (laughs) yeah well okay so that's lovely that gets us on the same that gets us on the same side of the ring right yeah yeah
0: Yeah, and that's what's important right like at the minute these two are just not in the same space at all they've got to get in the same orbit together
1: you've got it yeah it's all about love it is all about love Mm -hmm. who doesn't like a bit of love in their life who doesn't yeah i do pairs well with everything (laughs) exactly exactly all right well that's got me in a good mood good
0: yes yeah. i'm glad we've got you faying up
1: yeah how's your week uh, looking your week ahead
0: yeah not bad actually my um oh, my daughter comes back from holiday on thursday oh so. gallivanting I am expecting her to sleep for quite a long time, <laughs> so I'm just kind of preparing myself for the fact that I'm going to be super excited that she's home, uh-huh. and she's going to be um, just absolutely exhausted, so oh. probably won't see much of it, but yeah, oh. we'll see, we'll see how it pans out. Oh, bunny. I'm trying not to have any expectations. <laughs> good for
1: you, and good luck. Yeah,
0: I manage, I'm managing myself, shall we say. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. So yeah, what about you? How's your week looking?
1: You know, more of the same, lot busy, that sort of mm. thing. Um, yeah, oh gosh. It, so I'm uh, t- surprised. I'm going back to Greece again. So I'm kind of, <laughs> seems to like the place. And uh, so I'm going to be packing up and writing myself for that. Another two weeks in Greece. Very mm. nice. Very nice. I know. I know. It's going to be good times. Good. Yeah, But in the meantime, just uh, super enjoying all the things that Toronto has to offer. The mm. fabulousness, the summer festivals. It's all kicking off every day. Yes. yes yeah so it's good, good. it's good, good for now yeah a
0: lot to smile about
1: yeah nothing is good and bad the, nothing lasts forever but the right now i'm like i'm loving the good and i'll yeah. like it till it lasts
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you've both
1: you've got it all right
0: all right well till next time till next time so that's it for another week of geordie lass and doc sass